Ah, I'm sorry that you're just getting Comden without Green, but here I am. And isn't it wonderful to be here in this marvelous place? I was just thinking, Glacier, Glacier, a hell of a town. Well, it's not a very good lyric, really. Glacier has the accent on the wrong syllable for this song. That's something you have to know about lyric writing. A lot of people, young people, write to me or ask me and my partner <coughs> how you get started in the theater and uh, how you become a success in the theater. And I, I, I think there's a story that uh, William Wyler, great movie director, told me. He said that uh, people asked him that. How did he become a great movie director? And he always said, well, I can only tell you what happened to me. He said, I was born in Europe, <coughs> in Belgium, and uh, I wanted to come to this country. And he said, so you have to start there. Be born in Belgium. Then you should come to this country and have an uncle who's the head of a motion picture studio. Carl Lemley, who was head of Universal, was his uncle. So he said, that's how you do it. He said, that's the only advice I can give you. <laughs> so in our case, well, I'd have to tell you then to, uh, to never get into the college you want to get into, because that's what happened to me. And, uh, and then, let's see, look for work in the theater and never get a job, and meet a couple of brilliant people like Adolph Green and Judy Holliday, and formed this little group in a Greenwich Village cellar. And uh, we started to perform, and we did other people's material, until someone pointed out to us that you're supposed to pay royalties for that sort of thing. Well, we didn't have any money to buy material, so we all chipped in and bought a pencil. Now, that's, that's the way we began to write, and we, we were working in this club, and we worked in other clubs, and, and we, we kept on uh, about five years doing this and wound up in Hollywood where the group uh, broke up, and they only wanted Judy, and uh, a couple of us were left, and we took a job as a much reduced group in Las Vegas, and the best thing I can tell you about life in general is that New Year's Eve of one year, we were fired after the first show in Las Vegas. But a year later, on New Year's Eve, On the Town was playing. So a lot can happen. I think the important thing is you have to be able to improvise and take chances and, I guess, be ready when the moment comes. I mean, I think I, you never know when the moment will come. Of course, luck has something to do with it. But I think prepare yourself in whatever field it is um, as completely as you possibly can. And then also, I think it's important, I don't think too many people here probably are going into the theater. I'm, I might be wrong, but I don't think so. From a number of you, I've had a chance to talk to. But whatever you do, I think you should make room in your lives for the arts, because they are not just an ornament to life or something to be the first thing cut from a budget. They are <coughs> life itself. And they are more helpful in developing your imagination, your compassion, your understanding, than, than anything I can think of. Music and painting and writing and I would think whatever field you're in, continue to do that. And also, you know, we in the theater and in movies can't exist without an audience. And you have to promise that you'll become good audiences. And good audiences 
are what completes a theater experience. There is none without the audience. So whatever background you can bring as an audience, when you go to see something, the better it is for you and for the, and for the people involved in the, in the performance or in the, in the <coughs> creation and for the world in general. So uh, you, all will, you all will play a part in that. And I hope some of you, you know, do go into the theater because it is uh, wonderful and exciting work. And uh, I think the people who write, write the words the way Adolf and I do are not known as well as the, peop the composers. Some of the composers' names are known better, although it does say in the beginning there was the word. But <laughs> people don't remember that all the time. But uh, I think it's, it's, uh, there's a wonderful story about um, Mrs. Oscar Hammerstein and Mrs. Jerome Kern. You know, they wrote Showboat and the great song Old Man River. And uh, Mrs. Kern was saying to somebody, you know, my husband wrote Old Man River. And Mrs. Hammerstein said, he did not write Old Man River. My husband wrote Old Man River. Your husband just wrote da 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 da. <laughs> so, well, I don't know what else to tell you. I think it's wonderful if you can go out and be lucky enough to do something you love. Those of us who work and go through life doing something we really love are the luckiest people in the world. I didn't write that song, anyway. And uh, I, do, I do hope you, you all find that. And I'd love to take questions, because I know I haven't talked for eight minutes, so if anybody would like to ask questions, I think I'd go right into that. Uh, Josh Bispo, yes. also from New York City. Uh, there was an article on the front page of the Times about a month ago about the declining profitability of Broadway. Have, oh, you, have yes. you seen an impact in terms of what's being put out mm -hmm. from that? Well, yes, the article very plainly stated that it is, is that the one about the investments and yeah. how difficult, yes. Well, don't believe it. No, no, it's true, actually. It is very difficult <laughs> to make your money back. The Will Rogers Follies, which is playing now in its third year, has not yet paid off its investment. And uh, it is a very difficult field because the economics of the theater are uh, appalling. They just are. And uh, we just all hope in some way. The, 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 the unions are strong and, and musicians and, and, uh, and stagehands. Uh, the expenses are tremendous. The rental of the theaters is tremendous. The, the uh, general expenses of keeping a show open are huge. And uh, not, something has to be done about that. And people who know more about it than I do are, are working on it. But there, there, there are a lot of revivals coming in, but there are also some terrific new young people writing plays. And I think the theater will live. I mean, everyone's always pronouncing its death, but it does go on, the fabulous invalid. <laughs> yes. Hi, my name is Ryan Horsfall from Portland, Oregon. My oh. father is a jazz musician, and he gets his inspiration for the songs he writes by crashing his pickup truck or making peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> How do you get your inspiration for all the wonderful works you've done? Well, uh, your, your father has to pull ideas out of the air and out of peanut butter. But uh, uh, when Adolf and I work, we have always worked on a project which is a dramatic work. In other words, it's either a movie or a show. And as such, the ideas come from that material. In other words, people very often say, 
what came first, the music or the lyrics? And we always say the book, because generally the ideas in a show or a film grow out of the action. And uh, well, t for example, in, in, in Bells Are Ringing, there's a, uh, a moment where the, uh, the young girl, you know, uh, the, ma the man who's the leading man realizes that this girl came along and saved his life just in time. And we found the title just in time for the song that goes in that place. And I'd say most of my things have come out of, uh, of whatever the story is or the character. Yes? Hello, my name Hi. is Amy Piper. I'm from Maryville, Tennessee. In my school system, the musical and theatrical departments have been heavily cut from our budget. I was wondering, what steps do you think need to be taken in order to make the arts a primary concern in the curriculum? Uh, that's a very, very uh, difficult question to answer. It is infuriating, as I said before, uh, it is a very important part of anyone's education. I know in New York City, music was eliminated from the elementary schools. Now, where are you going to get people who will ever have listened to music or who grow up listening to music? I don't know the answer. It's hard to convince government people of the importance of the arts. And I think all one can do is lobby like hell and do whatever you can. Thank you. One more. My name is David Dertuga from Santa Barbara, California, Hello. and I'm hoping to go into theater, so there are a few of us here. Oh, bravo. And, and I was wondering if you could comment on the relationship between the composers and lyricists when you're working. Do you get the music like a long-distance relationship, or do you work together mm -hmm. in a room? And we usually work? work very closely with the composer. We've worked with Leonard Bernstein, uh, Julie Stein, Cy Coleman, mainly. And uh, we do work together. We very often meet all in the same room. But there's also a division of labor because sometimes the idea comes and you have a title like The Party's Over. It happened to fit into the right place and bells are ringing again. And we would, gave that to Julie Stein and he started immediately to write da dee da dee dum ba dee da 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 dum And then he wrote a whole melody and then we fitted the, the, uh, the rest of the lyrics into it. In the case of Just In Time, he had written the whole melody and it was such a great song, it became a hit in many living rooms as dee-da-dum, da-dee-da-dee-da-dum. And we thought we'd never get lyrics as good as that. But <laughs> we did finally come up with it. Is that, is, am I answering yes. your question? Yes, thank you. Yeah, okay. Is that it?